The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Now, today, I was thinking about today's topic. And I was thinking about there are a couple of things in life that I have learned a lot about that are hard no's for me. You know how sometimes, um, uh, you know, you're going through like a diet, right? Or you're making nutritional changes and you say this is a hard no. Um, But we eat really, really clean. So I was talking to my radio producer and he said, what's your dietary hard line? And you know, every now and again, I might splurge and I might have an, a, 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 a dessert that has a little bit of gluten and dairy in it. You know, and I don't feel bad because we do so well 95% of the time that I might not do a great 5% and I'm okay with that. So that's not a hard line for me, but I'm like, what are my hard lines? A hard no is that no matter what, when push comes to shove, I'm just not going to do it. And I actually have reasons why. So there's going to be three things we talk about today. One is going to be microwaves. The other is going to be Miralax. Third one we're going to talk about are air fresheners. Those are my three hard lines of absolutely, absolutely not. So um, that is what we're going to talk about today. Now, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, a little bit about us. We are a Max Living Health Center. We get to causation. And let me explain to you what this means. I went through this past week and I had a new patient. Um, and she was awesome. And she's seen a chiropractor on and off now for years. And so I said, okay. And she said, this is a lot different than what they do. And I said, absolutely it is. Like our specialty is structural correction. Your spine is supposed to be straight from the front and three curves from the side. And so oftentimes, if you are at a computer, if you have a desk job, um, I mean, if you have had a car accident, if you played sports, there's a likelihood that you might have lost the curve in your neck, right? So say you have neck pain, say you have headaches, and you've lost that normal curve in your neck, that normal lordosis. And you say, gosh, I feel a little bit better when I get adjusted, but it never really stays, right? It always comes back. So it's, do you have the curve back in your neck? So our goal is to restore the normal structure of your spine. This is so great. I'll actually share this with you. 
before we get into some health in the news, um, I had stumbled across this the other day and I thought, how amazing. So this is actually a quote from BJ Palmer. BJ Palmer is the founder of chiropractic. And this is what he wrote. The beauty about chiropractic is the fact that it works with natural means. It puts nothing new into the body, nor does it take away any natural gland or organ. Chiropractic simply releases life forces within the body, sets free rivulets of energy over nerves, and lets nature do her work in a normal manner. That, my friends, is what chiropractic is. So when we talk about chiropractic and our our goal to get down to the root cause, I just explained our goal in our office is not to be a glorified Advil. Oh, I've got back pain. There's like lightning bolts shooting out of your back. Our goal is to help you. Our goal is to get you well. Our goal is to move you away from pain. But we still have to actually work on what is causing your problems. So oftentimes we're in this society of quick fix and we never get to actual causation. And we get so far out of it that we think like, yeah, but if your pelvis is still in level, if your pelvis is still rotated, if you still have a curvature in your lumbar spine, if you've lost the curvature in your neck, if you've got that slumped forward, forward head posture, and you're starting that big, you know, old lady, old, old man hump, dowager's hump, if you will, right? Those are ones like, are we getting to the root cause? Are we correcting that structure? The structure, the structural imbalances are what caused that problem, that pressure on the nerve, the sciatic pain, the headaches, the radiating numbness and tingling down your hands. The pressure on the nerves is what's causing it. And so our goal is to correct the structure to not only take that pressure off, but make sure we maintain and keep it off. It is something that we do that's very different uh, at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. So it's often people say, yeah, I've seen chiropractors. Well, when ordinary medicine and chiropractic have failed, right, you go see the guy who says, you know what, I'll just put you on the table. You don't need an exam. You don't need x-rays. You can get an adjustment faster than a cup of coffee. Shame on you as a doctor for not doing your due diligence to make sure you get to that root cause. You get faster than a cup of coffee. And this is why people say, you know, I, I didn't get better. I actually got worse. And it's because we just throw something at, like, this is your lifeline. Your central nervous system controls every single function in your body. How dare you guess? How dare you pride yourself in being faster than a cup of coffee, right? Like, do you want to go to the dentist who says, I have the fastest, I have the fastest uh, cavity fills. I have the fastest root canals. You'd be like, get out. No way. (laughs) Right? You go like, oh, no, I got to have my gallbladder taken out. You know, doctor, I want to see the one that does it the fastest. Get out of here. Are you for real? So why is that a thing when it comes to chiropractic? Like it blows my mind that you're going to pride yourself in that. And then we can't figure out. You really have to find a doctor who's knowledgeable and willing to take the time, energy, and effort. You know what that means? You got to fill out a little bit more paperwork. Well, your paperwork's long. Yeah, because I want to know. I want to know everything. I want to know exactly how to help you. And since I haven't followed you around for the last 40 years of your life, I need you to put it all on a piece of paper. But we only make you do it once, right? Like, so this is one we've just got to get down to the cause, you know. And that that is one of the reasons too, which kind of segues segues me into, you know, these hard no's, is because when you know more about it and you educate yourself, you make better decisions. You make better decisions, and so that's ultimately one that if you listen to nothing of the show other than these words right now is the best decision that you can ever make as an adult. The best decision you can ever make as an adult is an educated one. 
educate yourself on both sides of the coin, whether or not you agree with it or not, but educate yourself in all regards. Which brings me to some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. Talking about educating yourself on both sides of the coin, an often and still present controversial topic is the COVID-19 vaccine. So the NFL's new COVID-19 guidelines about forfeits send a crystal clear message to players. So the NFL is not allowing, so I'm reading this because it's going to be a point where... (laughs) This is a very, very biased article. It actually comes from uh, USA Today. The NFL is not allowing or is not playing around with COVID-19 anymore. A year after the virus forced the NFL to alter their schedules on the fly due to COVID-19 outbreaks, the league released new heavy-handed COVID-19 forfeiture guidelines. The NFL announced that if a COVID-19 outbreak prevented a game from being played, the game would be forfeited and both teams would lose their game for the week. That's right. Both teams walk away from the match without their weekly salary. The NFL will not bend over backwards this year to reschedule games like they did in 2020. If they can't immediately find a shared bye week to play on, the game will be forfeited. And quite a lot of money will be lost. So make no mistake, this is how the NFL is going to try and get majority of the players vaccinated before the season kicks off in a couple of months. They can't force players to get vaccinated, so they're choosing to make their lives of unvaccinated players very uncomfortable. Why can't they force it? Hmm? Anyways, we'll talk about that again. Uh, This isn't the first time that the NFL has placed rules on unvaccinated players this season. In June, NFL announced that unvaccinated players would not be able to leave hotel rooms during away games, eat with their teammates, and restricted on equipment that they could use, like steam rooms and saunas. Violation of these rules start at $50,000 fine. Sure, the NFL, are you ready for this? I am reading this. Tell me that this is not a biased article. Um, Sure, the NFL isn't outright demanding players to get vaccinated, but the clear line has been drawn. The NFL rightfully sees the COVID-19 vaccine as a way to avoid the mess that was last year. No one wants a redo of Robert Griffin versus the Steelers on a random Wednesday. I'd have my radio producer explain that to me. Um, The rules are a bit harsh, but it's fair for vaccinated players to oppose the fact that they're at risk for losing game check. So this is where I'm like, okay, so let's, let's talk about this, right? Like one, they're literally making it so that they say, hey, uh, if you don't, and what's interesting is kudos to the people who've done their education and said, you know what? I'm not putting it in my body. Um, <laughs> so they're like, if an unvaccinated player test positive, the protocols from 2020 will remain in effect. The person will need to isolate for a period of 10 days, and then they'll be permitted to return as they're asymptomatic. But I'm like, what about, so they're saying, hey, you have to be vaccinated. Do you guys realize, do you understand, have you seen that a vaccinated population can still 
get COVID, right? They, they still get COVID. For example, Colts coach more recently, right? Guess what? Was vaccinated. Guess what he tested positive for? What he was vaccinated against, right? Um, another one that I was looking at more recently, too, was John Rahm who received the vaccine seven plus weeks ago, yet has tested positive for COVID-19 two separate times since. The first test resulted in him missing out on a $1.7 million payday uh, at the Memorial Tournament. And this time he's being pulled from the Olympics, right? So we see, hey, guess what? If the unvaccinated, right? But then the vaccinated, and so, so if a vaccinated person, because I'm reading this from the NFL, if a vaccinated person tests positive and is asymptomatic, he or she will be isolated and contact tracing will occur promptly. The positive individual will be permitted to return to duty after two negative tests at least 24 hours apart, and then thereafter will be tested every two weeks or directed by the medical staff. Vaccinated individuals will not be subject to quarantine as a result of close contact with an infected person. Right. So it's like, hey, guess what? You can still get it. But also, by the way, there's tons. Right. Look on the website. Tons of neurological problems that have been happening. Right. Bell's palsy. That's neurological. Why do you see a neurologist when you have it? Because it's neurological. And so I just wonder as they're continuing to try. And then guess what? There's going to be a booster available. And is it are they going to do the same thing for individuals who don't get the annual booster? Did they do that for the flu shot? So now why this? And so you have all of these NFL players who are bumping their heads into each other, neurologically compromised because of all of the years of football that they played. And then you're going to give them something that causes more neurological deficit. It's just one of those ones. You're like, all right, you're not. Here's your bracelet. Don't talk to your teammates. You can't eat with them. Sit in a different area. Go work out in a different area. Stay bound by your hotel. You know, and those people did enough research to stand their ground to say this is what I'm comfortable with. Health should be, right, this is where we live in the United States. We have a right for health freedom. And so we need to do what we, more now than ever, to stand behind what we know to make sure we maintain our health freedoms, right? You want to say my body, my choice? That goes for what's injected in there too. Now, when we come back, if you haven't been able to poop and that doctor gave you some Miralax, I will never allow myself or my kids to have it. And I'll tell you why next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Just a young gun with the quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things in Wanna leave my own life behind Not a yes sir, not a follower Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer Take a number, I was lightning before the thunder Thunder, thunder, feel the thunder Lightning and the thunder Thunder, feel the thunder Really excited about today's show We are talking about hard nose Three things that when presented to me are always hard no's. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 
317-893-2853 or check us out Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com. That's Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. First up on the never will I ever list for me and my family is Miralax. I I'm always surprised on how many people still are unaware of the lack of safety that comes with Miralax. It really does kind of blow my mind. Um, and how much it's still the go-to for the pediatric population that has problems with constipation and what it does. Because when you learn, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you today. So then now you can make an educated decision when someone says, hey, you or your kiddo, just take Miralax, right? If they're not pooping, it's no big deal. Just give them a little bit of Miralax. And the mom says, or the dad says, right? Well, how long can they take it? And they say, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You just give it to them whenever they're constipated, however long it needs. Oof. Um, <laughs> so here's what's interesting. Uh, back in December of 2011, the FDA passed Miralax, a polyethylene glycol-containing blockbuster drug marketed by Merck, on its adverse event reporting system in connection to neuropsychiatric events. So besides just Miralax, this warning also applies to Docalax, um, Colace, uh, what are some other more popular ones? Laxaday, Laxlight, um, Peglite, Preplite, Softlax, <laughs> any sort of like uh, laxative that has their active ingredient, polyethylene glycol, PEG 3350. So polyethylene glycol, they'll look at PEG for short, PEG, as their active ingredient. Uh, 3350 qualifier refers to the molecular weight of this particular polyethylene glycol. Um, so let's talk about what polyethylene glycol is. Polyethylene glycol is made by stringing together molecules of ethylene glycol into a larger chain, right? Hence poly. Poly means many. Uh, on its own, ethylene glycol is used in automotive antifreeze and brake fluid. Mm-hmm. It is an extremely toxic substance. So according to the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, they said ethylene glycol is chemically broken down into the body into toxic compounds. It and its toxic byproduct affect the central nervous system, CNS, then the heart, and finally the kidneys. Ingesting of a sufficient amount, as little as 30 milliliters, can be fatal. So the term neuropsychiatric events in the FDA safety alert refer to neurological disorders of the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system, such as autism, dementia, depression, schizophrenia, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, and many others. These conditions result from the polyethylene glycols direct through cellular damage and indirect through malabsorption of essential micronutrients, neurotoxicity. <laughs> Oh, man. So some of the side effects of these polyethylene glycol containing laxatives, one of the first one is nephrotoxicity, 
nephrotoxicity. Nephro is kidney. Toxicity is damage, right? So it's kidney damage. Um, so this is one of the reasons why these are not advised for patients who have kidney disease. Um, esophageal perforations, known as Mallory Weiss tears. Esophageal perforations are associated with polyethylene glycol-based solutions, and they've been reported back as far as 1991. These tears and uh, bleeding may occur in the mucous membrane of the lower part of the esophageal and upper part of the stomach. Um, and then loose stool. Here's what's really interesting. So polyethylene glycol, PEG, is, is, is an osmotic laxative. So basically what happens is because of this property, it blocks the absorption of nutrients in the small intestine. So extended use may result in severe malnutrition-related disorders, especially in younger kids and older adults, right? Um, It may only take two weeks in an acute iron um, deficiency or iodine deficiency to cause some of these um, neurological disorders in kids younger than two. Um, The same properties of PEG that make it an excellent toilet bowl cleaner are also what wipe the mucosal membrane of the large intestines, leaving the colon unprotected and cancer prone, right? So it like strips all of the really good stuff. Uh, On top of the mucosal damage, a high osmotic gradient of polyethylene glycol solution decimates intestinal bacteria. So um, so not only are you stripping the really good mucosal lining, you're also um, killing all the really, really good bacteria that's in there too. The resulting deficiency of intent, uh, intestinal bacteria is called dysbiosis, right? Dysbiosis is behind premature aging, um, type diabetes, uh, weak nails, arthritis, osteoporosis, um, Dysbiosis also, I can speak from doing functional medicine testing in the office that um, dysbiosis also makes it so the body can't absorb B vitamins very easily. So it blocks the absorption of vitamins and minerals in the small and large intestine. So so many times we're like, oh, we're taking all these really great vitamins or oh, I'm nutrient deficient. It's like, have you been evaluated for dysbiosis in the gut? And if you do have it, what are they doing to fix it? Um, And if you do have it, what do we think caused it? Right. And so the other part that is wildly, wildly concerning is that if you look, right, go home and check, it says use no more than seven days. Use no more than seven days. How? And but then you ask your, you know, PCP, medical doctor, pediatrician, you say, how long can I take this? And they say, yeah, however, it's not a big deal. Um, even in pregnancy, they tell people in pregnancy. It is possible that ethylene glycol molecules can penetrate the placenta and cause neurological neurological damage to fetus. Um, so this is just one where you're like, why? Why are we still? Why are we still doing this? And you're like, oh, because I or my kid can't poop, and that's kind of a big deal too, right? So look at the last portion of your intestines. Your large intestines are physically designed for you to absorb water. How well are you absorbing water? Well, if you don't have water, if you're not drinking enough water, then there's nothing to absorb. It hardens the stool and it doesn't let the body process through normally. Um, so say uh, myself or a family member or my kiddos can't poop. 
here's what we do. Never would I ever give them Miralex, ever. Never would I ever recommend it, ever. So what do we do? One is you have to make sure you're hydrated enough. And this goes with kiddos too, you know, especially with kids. I feel like sometimes, you know, they might have a little bit of like juice or they might have a couple of sips of milk. But if they're not hydrated enough, that's that's one of the main causes that we don't think to say like, hey, just like we need to drink water. Our kids need to drink water too. But they drink all of these other colorful flavored things that are not water. It's fluid. It's not water. Um, adjustments are huge, right? Anytime my kids don't poop, they're getting an adjustment. Why? Because just like you have skeletal muscle, bicep, tricep, quadricep, hamstring, you have smooth muscle that surrounds your intestines. There's something called peristalsis. So peristalsis is just the smooth muscle contracting to help move the food through your intestines, right? How does it get from point A of mouth to point B of, of rectum and anus, right? It has to move through that process. And just like your biceps, your triceps, your quadriceps, and your hamstrings need a nerve supply that come from your spine, so does the small intestine. So people are always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're just pooping so great. And they're like, all right, we're going, you know, we're going to the poop doctor. I'm like, no, 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 nope. We're, we are literally just removing interference. We're not giving anything to the body. We're not removing anything from the body. We're just taking away that interference and letting that nerve energy and life flow out to those muscles, right? That's it. So are you drinking enough water? Are you getting adjusted? And the secondary one is like, let's just increase things that help move the bowel. Are they eating enough fibrous foods? Are they taking enough magnesium? I might dose them with a couple extra things of fish oil, right? Just a little, get it right out of there. Um, but those things, we can manage those symptoms more naturally, right? And that's ultimately the goal. I'm not going to put toxic polyethylene glycol into myself or my kids. I'm not, I'm going to pass on the antifreeze. I'm going to make better decisions, but you have to be educated, right? Miralax is a hard no. And what about warming up foods? Where does microwaves stand in this? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. That's 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Now, I am running through, I was thinking the other day that there are just some things in life that are just hard no's for me. The line is in the sand. It shall not be crossed. And so someone the other day was like, is that gluten? And I'm like, no. You know, here. Like, we do so great. You know, we get half of a cow. You know, we garden what we can. 
One day I will have my own chickens, not yet, but we'll get there, right? Like we, I mean, we eat so well and so clean that if there's a time that we go to like a nice restaurant and there's like a special date night, um, I might not have a dessert that doesn't, that has gluten in it. I mean, most of the time my jam is creme brulee, so I don't think there's gluten in that. But I mean, if there is one that I'm like, you, you are mine and I'm not going to share, then you know what? I'm not going to feel bad about it. So there are like, do I eat gluten 99.9% of the time? No. But if there's a little bit, it's not going to be the end of the world. We do a lot with like gut healing, um, maintaining intestinal health. So like there's so much that we do that if a little bit of gluten sneaks in, for me, it's not going to be the end of the world. But I've got, but I have gone through like years and years of years of gut healing protocols. So, um, but there's a couple that I'm just like, no, I will hard pass. One of them, if you just listened, is Miralax, and the other one, another one, is microwaves. Now, because microwaves have been around for so long, we don't tend to think more about, um, what it is or how it works, right? But in short, microwave ovens are kitchen appliances, which are used to cook or reheat food by emitting microwaves. Get it? Microwaves? Microwave? Mm-hmm. Microwaves are a form of electromagnetic radiation and are on the low energy end of the energy spectrum, second to radio waves. The waves are generated by something called magnetron something found in every single microwave oven. They produce an electromagnetic field with a microwave frequency at approximately 2,400 megs. Um, Microwaves produced within the microwave, get it, often cause dielectric heating. They bounce around inside of the oven and they're absorbed by whatever is placed in the oven. In order for something to heat in a microwave oven, water must be present within a substance. If water is not present, heating will not occur and it will remain cool. The reason for this is that the water molecules within the food vibrate at incredible speeds, creating molecular friction, which is responsible for heating the food. The structure of the water molecules are torn apart and vigorously deformed. Uh, It's very different than any other method of cooking as uh, like convection ovens. Uh, for example, they are um, heated up by transferring heat convectionally from the outside in, right? Which is why, um, you know, we have a, conve- a mini convection oven. I'll, sh- I'll share kind of a, what we do. But it's uh, one that, you know, it takes a little bit more time. And so there's a lot of mixing because the inside takes a lot longer to become warm than if you were to use the microwave. So think about this. Do you remember back in the day when you'd like push your head up against the microwave and your parents would be like, get your face away from that microwave. You're going to melt your face off. Remember that? Because they were like, hi, you know that these are microwaves. And now somehow throughout the decades that have passed, it's like, oh yeah, I know we've got better doors. Smush your face up in there. Is it done yet? Is it boiling? (laughs) Ugh. So literally what it does is that's electromagnetic radiation through the food to vibrate the food at incredibly high speed. Friction is what heats up the food. That's how microwaves work. Most people have no idea. So microwaves are in fact radiation. They are classified as non-ionizing radiation 
uh, radiation which can change the position of an atom, but is not strong enough to alter their structure, composition, or property. Um, so even though non-ionizing radiation is not strong enough to alter the structure of the atoms, it's still able to cause physical alteration. Here's what's kind of... Uh, I remember the first reason why I started looking into this. One is it was about blood. It was about blood. Um, there was a nurse. I think this was like back in the 1980s. And um, what this nurse did is she microwaved this patient's blood, right? And so it was the proper temperature. So cause that's why I was like, well, maybe it's too hot. Nope. It's the proper temperature. And she injected this patient with the blood that she microwaved and it killed him because it changes right it, it radiates it changes um and so that's that's what got me started in this this wormhole but then too i was like hmm tell me a little bit more um so microwaves were first invented in russia in order to provide a method of cooking for troops during world war ii uh seeing as these microwave ovens have been more experimental and new, the U.S. War Department was assigned to research these new devices shortly after the war. Turns out U.S. didn't really perform any extensive research necessary for the new invention. Instead, uh, the Russians decided to tackle the issue with extreme force. Uh, Russia conducted in-depth research to discover the biological effects that these microwaves on food may have. The results were staggering enough to lead to the ban of the new device by the Soviet Union. The ban, however, was later lifted during a political movement responsible for the restructuring of the Soviet Union. Here's what they've been able to find, though, when you look at the impact that these microwaves have on food. Um, one, they find that microwaving milk and grain resulted in carcinogenic substances being formed through the conversion of amino acids. Um, microwaving fruits as a method of thawing resulted in conversions of glucosides and galactoside fractions into carcinogenic substances. Extremely short exposure of raw, cooked, or frozen vegetable converted their plant alkaloids into carcinogens. Carcinogenic free radicals, were formed in microwave plants, especially root vegetables, right, microwaving potatoes, structural degradation leading to the decreased value was found to be 60 to 90% overall all of the foods tested with significant decrease in bioavailability of B complex vitamins, vitamin C and E, essential minerals, and essential fatty acids. So literally, you are saying goodbye to the nutritional value of your food. Um, study found that broccoli, when microwaved, with a little bit of water, loses up to 97% of its beneficial antioxidants, uh, where steamed broccoli only loses 11% or less. Vitamin C in asparagus spears was lost. Um, that was during a Scandinavian study. One study found 60 seconds of microwaving garlic depleted all of its food uh, allicillin properties, which is garlic's primary cancer-fighting ingredient. Uh, six minutes in the microwave, heating turned 30 to 40% of B12, right? B12 people get for energy. Methylcobalamin uh, in milk was its dead form. This was found by a Japanese study. An Australian study recently conducted showed that microwaves cause a high degree of protein unfolding, um, more than conventional heating, 
another one, this is why they say, hey, don't don't microwave breast milk. They found that there was liposomal activity antibodies um, that were lost after being microwaved. <laughs> they also did a research study and they took a group of individuals. They gave some of them raw. They gave some of them cooked and some of them microwaved. They found that health issues that arose from the group that ate microwave food saw an elevated in cholesterol levels a decrease in production of hemoglobin levels, which could indicate anemia. So this is one where, what do we do? Stovetop, right? The stovetop can do a lot of things. But then secondarily, we have, we don't have a microwave. In our old house, we had a microwave, but I stored my spices and my vitamins in them, which was convenient, right? The salt and pepper was right above the stove from when I cooked. But now we just have a, a little mini countertop convection oven. So it takes a little bit longer, but it still saves, like it, it serves the similar purpose, right? Warm up food. It takes a little bit longer. You got to do a little bit more mixing. But that being said, it maintains the integrity of my food. So that time is some of the best time spent for me. So hard no, it's going to be microwaves. Now, what about those pleasant smells when you go to church or the gym? I'll tell you why. Those are also a hard no next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. really appreciate you listening. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can find us online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, Greenwood Family Chiropractic at Facebook, Greenwood Family Chiro on Instagram. We're like kind of all over the place. We're like medium social media savvy me personally. <laughs> Today we're talking about hard lines, things I've learned over the pa- course of time that make me realize I um, there are some things in life that are just hard no's for me. Just hard no's. One of those uh, is Miralax. Another one is microwaves. Another one are air fresheners. These are plugins. These are sprays. These are... Um, candles although different I'm going to focus more on like the plugins and the sprays today because they are toxic goodness gracious are they toxic um I uh I think I was pregnant with one of my kids but I remember walking into church and it was like someone punched me in the face and I was like what is this and from like one week to another they had had air freshener plugins in every single outlet 
every single outlet like you could not escape it and I think it was a little bit more like when I have a very sensitive smell even when I'm not pregnant but when I am pregnant obviously that's heightened like a thousand times and so I'm like oh goodness I can I I can barely handle this so um I wrote like just a really soft because I was like goodness I asked the kids in the kids ministry I'm like you know how do our kids faring with this they are kids with asthma breathing difficulties like I don't have asthma and I struggle to breathe so I can only imagine these little developing lungs that are now breathing in all of these chemicals and they're like goodness we didn't think anything about it we just wanted it to smell good you know same thing with the gym like everyone's breathing really hard and I'm like it's just the worst but most people were like oh just pleasant smelling I don't think anything of it so they have the, you know, misting sprayers, um, the gels, the beads, the plugins, the all the things. Here's what most people don't realize. Inside your home is actually more toxic and more polluted than the air outside. <laughs> you know, you think about, gosh, we got to get all these new windows to seal in the heat and seal in the air, but it seals in all of those. So that they'd be cleaning chemicals or, you know, the smells carpet cleaners, um, you know, even the chlorine that's in your toilet, the off-gassing of that, showers, all the things, right, that you don't think about um, until you think about them. But air fresheners are probably one of the main source of indoor air pollution. Um, and especially when you look at uh, the chemicals, there's formaldehyde in there. So, uh, let's break down some of the ingredients. One, it's hard to know all of the ingredients because if you ever actually looked at the air freshener packaging, you'll notice that there's a lot of vague terms, fragrance, odor, eliminator. Um, the problem is, is that companies are legally allowed to keep fragrance ingredients confidential because they're deemed proprietary or trade secrets. So the trade secrets are ones that they're like, oh, yeah, you don't have to say what it is. It's the same reason why like on perfumes, right? It just says fragrance is the one. And you're like, well, there's diff every perfume smells different. But there are very, very high concentrations of chemicals, right? So again, one of them, uh, formaldehyde, a known carcinogen, has been measured at high levels. Um Levels were even higher when the air quality was measured with multiple products that were used at the same time. Again, cleaning products, air fresheners, perfumes. So high concentrations of VOCs, which are volatile organic compounds, have been measured uh, in the emissions of numerous air fresheners, plugins. So again, you know what formaldehyde is used for? embalming dead bodies um what else some secondary air pollutions that they found um in terms of chemicals benzene benzene's a known carcinogen developmental and reproductive toxin again we talked about formaldehyde parabens which are linked to breast cancer and effects with hormone disruption phthalates associated with effects for endocrine disruption which is again hormone including damage to the female reproductive system birth defects lower sperm count styrene associated with cancer and neurotoxicity tooling which is developmental and reproductive toxicities i don't think that any oh here's another one xylene affects the central nervous system um, it causes depression. So you see symptoms like headaches, dizziness, impaired short-term memory. <sighs> you know, and I have, I have, I can, I can speak pretty, pretty firmly that I don't think that any 
church. I don't think that any gym, I don't think that any office says, you know what, I would love if you breathed in these chemicals and saw disruption with your kid's fertility or with your cognitive function or cancer. You know what they say? Gosh, it smells nice. So I'm like, no, nope. I mean, if we want some smells in our home, sometimes... I um, will grab some just clean essential oils to diffuse. But for the most part, you know, the average the average person, like the average individual, majority of people prefer fragrance-free air. They just don't want any smells. So if there's something bad that smells, figure out what's bad and fix it, <laughs> right? Like this is one where literally we have these like commercials where it's like, oh, stinky socks, wash your socks, right? Like wash them. Why do they smell? When was the last time you washed them? It is likely a bacteria that is causing the smell. Same like this is what's causing the smell. And I can tell you that I never really thought that church smelled. I think they were just trying to like enhance the smell of it. Like we're going to create this experience by creating a smell. But that smell is not positive, right? Nor does it do positive things to the body. Um, So even ones that are like green or all natural on air freshener packaging do not have to legally or regulatory um, difference. There's no status. It's just a marketing ploy. So again, these are ones. Educate yourself. Cut them off. I don't, you know what I, you know what smell I like? No smell. That's the smell I choose. No smell. (laughs) Good. Well, hopefully you can educate yourself on a couple of those things just to be more educated to decide whether or not that's something that you still want to have in your life or if it's something that you want to generally remove. Miralax, microwaves, air fresheners, all very, very toxic things I've cut out from just what I've learned. Hopefully you learned something. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.